The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to the Career Confidant. I almost said to the Career Thought Leaders Conference because that's what we're going to be talking about today. I just got done with a wonderful group of career colleagues in Baltimore, learning from some of the brightest and cutting edge leaders in recruiting, as well as in the careers industry. What's coming up next? What's going to impact your career advancement, your job search, whatever it is that you're wanting to do with your work, these folks are are making it better, easier for them, and using a lot of new tools to be to find the best talent and really to cultivate that talent for a, a long-term relationship, which is an interesting new trend in recruiting that we'll talk about today. So the Career Thought Leaders group is a, a group of career coaches, resume writers, career counselors, leadership and development coaches, branding, personal branding strategists who are really focused on helping individuals advance in their career. So from the figuring out what you want to do to writing your resume to personal branding and and job search, and then in the leadership side of things, being a better leader, being visible as a leader, working your way up within a company, getting promoted, that's what this group is focused on. And so the, the conference brought in speakers who were really talking about the latest in trends for that that range of activities, talking about trends in terms of what employers are looking for, how they're looking, and in trends in leadership, what's really the, what's going on in leadership, what are those critical skills that people are looking for, and what are critical skills that leaders need to be more effective. So very interesting topics, two days packed full of content, all focused on helping people be better in their careers and be more fulfilled, more successful, and however they define that. So a wonderful group of people and a lot of good content. One of our speakers was a individual from the Recruiting Trends Conference that I had seen speak 
a, a little over a, a year ago, almost a year and a half ago now. And his name is Shally Steckerl. He is a sourcing expert. So one of those people who goes out and looks for talent for companies, those hard to fill roles, he's out there trying to find people and really recruit them away from their current company to something better. So if you are in a position where you would love that, right, wouldn't we all love to be recruited into something better? Or if you just want to be visible and build your personal brand for your career advancement in general, he had some great tips for us. Um, And we're talking a lot about social media because, of course, social media is your proactive tool in building your online footprint. And the better online presence you have, of course, the easier it is for recruiters to find you. And they are going to LinkedIn, but they aren't just going to LinkedIn, right? They are doing a lot of different things to find good talent. And especially when they're looking for hard-to-fill positions, oftentimes they know that LinkedIn is not the best place to go because people will not be responding on LinkedIn. People who are highly sought out won't be responding on LinkedIn. So if you are on LinkedIn and you get somebody who connects with you, if you simply respond, even if you're not interested at that moment, you may be building a bridge that can help you in the future. You will be among the few who actually respond to a recruiter who connects with you on LinkedIn. A lot of what being branded online is about is really about volume. It's about consistency. We all know that there's so much noise that we see every day that if you really want to be visible online, you want to build your online brand, a lot of it is about being consistent and saying the same things over and over again in different ways, of course, and sharing value in everything that you say, but in being consistent and in sharing the same messages, same kind of messages, same same kind of resources over and over again. What that means, of course, is that we have to have a clear target audience and a clear message. We talk about those a lot on this show, um, so it's nice for him to back that up, that if you want to be memorable, it's really about having good, consistent, valuable content. Doesn't mean that you have to put out a lot of the content, but it does talk about you sharing valuable content. And we've talked a lot about thought leadership on this show, of course, as well, but that is what recruiters are looking for. And if you want to build your brand, build your ability to get promoted in your current job, thought leadership is going to help you there too. Being consistent and clear in what you share, adding valuable information, having a position, all of those elements add up to you building your thought leadership in your business or in your position, in your career. So a few of the quick checklist types of things that he recommended were to buy yourname.com, so mariezeminoff.com, 
I own that URL. Um, you can buy it off of any hosting service. I prefer Host Matters. You can use GoDaddy, whatever whatever host you would like, you can purchase a domain name at. You don't have to do anything with it right away, but as long as you own it, then you can do something with it later. Starting a blog, and he recommended Tumblr. He also shared my distaste of WordPress. Uh, WordPress kind of lures you in that it's the most common and it's the easiest and it really isn't. He recommended Tumblr. I would say depending on what you're going to do with the rest of your brand, that might be a good idea. There are also a lot of other website services where you can have a blog and have a little bit more of a website for yourself. Growing in popularity with some of the changes in LinkedIn. So Wix.com, W-I-X.com is one of them where you can have a blog and build a nice little website for yourself depending on what you want to do for your brand. There are services that help you see if your name is taken across social media platforms. So it will help you, well, one, see all the different social media platforms that are available and, and two, it will help you see which ones your name might be available on so that you can build your online presence that way. Don't, don't worry about getting involved in every little thing, but it is an interesting opportunity to just go and see what all is out there. One of the services, Noem, so K-N-O-W-E-M, Noem.com will let you Look at all of the different social mediums, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and see where your name might be available. And then, of course, if you're going to create a, a website, you can do that. But you can also create a landing page for yourself on something like About.me or Hub Pages. About.me um, seems a little unprofessional to me when I go there and look at people's pages. doesn't mean you can't have one there, but it will be a landing page that you'll direct people back to from your email signature, from your LinkedIn, whatever that might be. And you might say, well, I have a LinkedIn profile. Why do I need other pages and Part of that with the changes that LinkedIn has made, we talked about a few weeks ago, really LinkedIn is limiting your ability to have content and to be content rich. So there may be an opportunity and a purpose today for having something in addition to LinkedIn, like about.me, hub page, or your own website on something like Wix so that you can have a little bit more breadth about you than the new LinkedIn profiles are allowing. So this sounds like a lot of work, and I get that. It's a step-by-step process. It's the opportunity to start building an online presence for yourself so that you can be found when people are looking for someone like you. This can be helpful not only in a job search, but also in your current career. Think about your customers, your suppliers. They are checking you out, especially the younger buyers, younger 
partners in in a supply chain are looking for you individually when they're deciding if if they'll do business with your company. They're not just checking out the company today. They're also checking out you. And what will they find? How will they connect with you? How can you be more than just a part of the process, but actually a real individual they can build a relationship with and want to do business with consistently? So that is the opportunity with building an online presence. You don't have to do everything at once, but it's figuring out what the first steps look like for you. Do you think you would like to have a website? Would you like to have a blog? If not, would a landing page like about.me work for you where at least you can direct people there and it, it has all of your social profiles? If you are on LinkedIn and that's all you want to do, how can you maximize that LinkedIn experience? by having a good profile, having good content, and then, of course, having some interaction to go beyond that content and, or to go beyond, yeah, to go beyond the content of your profile and really engage people in a conversation. And you can do this in ways that work for you where you are now. You should not look like a job seeker if you don't want to on LinkedIn. There's plenty of opportunity to use LinkedIn especially as a tool for communicating within your current position. Um, Building a, a LinkedIn group for your customers, your suppliers, your distribution network, whatever it is that makes sense for you asking and answering questions to build your employer brand, right, to help your company brand itself on LinkedIn. There's a lot of different options for people to interact on LinkedIn, and companies are more and more, even for the last five years or so, seeing the benefit of having their employees active on LinkedIn. So this doesn't have to throw up red flags when you start doing some of these things that as as Shalik talks about is um, you know differentiate or disappear and it's really engage or be left behind. It's that opportunity to do something with a tool instead of just having a profile. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk about ways that you can be more active without taking a lot of your time. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. 
Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about the top tips from the Career Thought Leaders Conference. And we're starting with building your online presence. And, you know, you often talk about, or you often hear people talk about, and we've talked about on the show, kind of your personal brand. And your online presence is one portion of that, right? It's the piece that's online. It's a outpouring of your brand, if you will. It doesn't have to be something that takes you a lot of time. It really is being very focused and clear with what you're going to communicate so then it's easy for you to do these things that we're going to talk about. So first thing, of course, is that you can write content. This is probably the most time intensive on the front end, but I would guess that you have things that you could share and you may think, oh, but they're, they belong to the company. Well, what pieces of that could you share that would actually help the company, help drive interest for what the company is doing? What pieces of that are yours that are something the company can't own, right? Your knowledge, your expertise, and how could you share that in a way that is not conflicting with your agreements with your company? The other piece is what could you repurpose? So presentations that you've done, papers that you've written, how could you repurpose those so that you're adding value? Maybe you're making them easier to access. uh, Maybe you're changing the format that they're delivered in. So thinking about that content and how could you repurpose it? Are there old pieces of information that you've written that are still relevant that you could reuse. So you're writing, repurposing, reusing, and then curating is usually where I start with most of my coaches, gathering content that you already read, already look at, and simply sharing that to your audience, adding some additional value as you share it, but really that's where you can start. What are you sharing with your audience and how can you share things that would be helpful to them and serve whatever other purpose it is that you need, whether that's just building your brand, whether it's building your brand and your employer's brand, whatever those goals are that you have for being engaged on the internet, social media, you'll want 
posts that meet those goals. Of course, LinkedIn is going to be the most most apparent place to engage, but you want to look for places where your crowd is gathering. So it may be LinkedIn, it may be Twitter, it may be your own industry, niched website like Oil Pro, for instance, which is for oil and gas folks. And then you might look for other places where you could share your expertise. And Shally talked about places where you can answer questions. So sharing your expertise with people who have asked questions. Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, Q-U-O-R-A, is one where you can answer questions that people have posted about your area of expertise and builds your online presence. Because then when I search specific keywords or I search for your name, it's going to pop up that you've answered questions there on Quora or any of these others. eHow, Yahoo Answers, or even in LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups are a great place to find questions that you might be able to answer. So getting started and figuring out where your audience is, then sharing content that adds value. Shelly shared some very good rules that when you're publishing content or even sharing content, you want to be careful of spin. So you want to be authentic in the messaging that you share. You want to have authentic participation. So people commenting and sharing your posts authentically, not because they've been paid to, which LinkedIn broke that rule themselves recently, but you want it to be authentic. I can tell when you've paid or or somehow other enticed people to, to jump onto your post and like and comment. You want it to be authentic participation. And it's really not about everyone seeing your post. It's about your audience trusting you as that curator of, of content. So when you do market something, it has to be, it has to add value because you don't want it to detract from your audience, from those people who are sharing, subscribing, and clicking on your links. So if you're going to share something that is marketing material, you want to be careful how often you do that and and how you do it. And I can tell you the number one way to lose contacts on LinkedIn especially is those mass sales emails or even reaching out and not having a, a clear reason for reaching out or not having a truthful reason for reaching out. I have people that contact me all the time and say, you know, oh, I see you're a leading professional in the health and wellness. Well, actually, I'm not a leading professional in health and wellness. And right away, I'm going to delete that message and disconnect from you on that social medium. So if you're going to do outreach, you want to make sure that it's good outreach, accurate and if you're paying someone to help you, that they understand who your audience is. 
So if you're trying to increase engagement, it's really about sharing, asking questions, answering questions, and responding when people respond to you, which sounds easy and until you start to do it. And then you realize that if you're not really specific in your target audience, it can get out of control pretty easily. So when we're thinking about what to post and when to post, it's always you know, you can read a million things on when to post on each medium. It's really you to do the research, do some exploration, try it out and see if your target audience is there, if your competitors are there, what is it that you can add to the conversation, use your own metrics, so see what your posts do, what kinds of likes and Shares do you get on your posts and when? And, you know, use small experiments to see if one post is doing better than another, for instance. Um, when you're thinking about these social, or what, what would you say, um, when you're thinking about the online presence, I guess. A lot of it's social, but there's also other ways to be found by recruiters online, and we're going to dive a little bit into that in a minute. But being active in person, so speaking at conferences, um, doing things that are normal within your industry, or going above and beyond, perhaps getting involved in a professional association, all of those involvements create a breadcrumb for you online that when I search for your name and I see that, oh, you're on the board for the Society of Mechanical Engineers, or you know that you've done a presentation recently at a conference for Supply Chain Group, those all help recruiters build a a true representation of your thought leadership. And I'm not talking just about, you know, well, only a part of the, maybe even a small part of the hiring game is recruiters. But what I'm talking about is if it gets down to you and another candidate and that hiring manager is trying to decide, they might not necessarily go online and see who's got more thought leadership, it's going to be evident then because they'll have talked to you and seen your resume and all of those types of things. Building yourself as a thought leadership is good for your career advancement overall, not just online. And I had one of my peers say that to me, oh, you know, this, we talked a lot about social media and sourcing. And that is a small amount of you know, how positions get found, how positions get hired. But all of these things are also part of your networking. If you're answering questions or online, you're you're building your network. Hopefully you're not just answering that person's question. You're also connecting with them. If you're doing a presentation or writing a paper, 
you're not just posting that online, but you're also connecting with your fellow professionals in your industry and building your network. And they all work together kind of as little drops in the ocean to eventually help you have a visible brand, both online and in person in your your industry, your company, your whatever it is, so that you have more social capital to use in your career. And, and that term is something that isn't used very often, but it really is your social your social capital, your relationships and what people know about you, who knows you and what they know about you, and then how they feel about you. All of those pieces add together to create your, your social capital, the bank account that you can reach into when you need help. Um, of course, you want to be part of other people's social capital and help them when they need help. And that is how relationships work, right? That's that's how we all build relationships is to ask for help. Although sometimes that doesn't feel like it's relationship building, it is. And to offer help, that is one of the best ways that we can build relationships. So that network that true network, your social capital that you can tap into when you need help and, of course, vice versa. So getting found on social media is part of it, right? As you are interacting, you're more likely to use the keywords that employers might be searching to find you, and it will help you longer term in your search We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive into some of the other topics that were covered at the Career Thought Leaders Conference. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about some of the key takeaways from the CTL Career Thought Leaders Conference. We talked a little bit about online presence and being able to be found by recruiters or other people that you do business with and uh, some of the ways that you can do that. Now, let's talk a little bit about how things are shifting in terms of how you present yourself online. And this is hard for most of the people I work with to take your online bios. So your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook bio, which is becoming more visible as Facebook gets into the hiring picture and organizations try to figure out how to use that. Um, But it's really getting out of the resume speak. So Deb Dib was our presenter on this topic and um, she Uh, one of her catchphrases is to kick the corporate out of it. Meaning that no one wants to read that tired language on your profile, right? They don't want to read the copy and paste from your resume where it's talking about that you're a great communicator and a, you know, um, great communicator, results-oriented professional, whatever it is that you have on there, and I still see it all the time on people's LinkedIn profiles, it's getting out of that mindset and really thinking about how you can tell a story, tell a story, talk in a real voice, almost like if I was to meet you on the street and and say, you know, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Tell me more about what you do. That's what LinkedIn profiles, Facebook profiles especially, are the opportunity for you to have a first-person conversation with someone online and to start that conversation through a profile that invites people to connect with you. And You know, it's taking the language, writing it like you would talk, maybe even recording yourself and having it transcribed or something so that you can write in your own language instead of writing in that generic corporate speak that we're all kind of used to. This is challenging for most people because they do feel like it's expected that they have this very professional, uh, you know, scrubbed down appearance online. However, that's not where the technology and the expectations of readers are. People are expecting it to be a digital handshake, as Deb talks about it. They're expecting it to be first-person introduction, the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And 
really if you do any kind of website for yourself, whether it's your LinkedIn profile or we were talking about earlier, you know, a, a Wix website for yourself, that's going to be the best voice in an about page. You can have some pages that are more professional, but you want at least one page that really is first person introduction to yourself. And if you can do that via video, even that much better, challenging and makes most of us get outside of our comfort zone, but really to get out of ourselves and help people meet us, which they can't do through that tired resume language. Resume language is fine for resumes. That's what it's there for. But when you're talking about a social media profile, people expect it to be more social. So let's talk a little bit about um, what, what is going on with recruiters, what they're really looking for. And this is a study done, done by RiseSmart, um, surveying 1,000-plus recruiters and asking them what they're looking for. So people all the time talk about, you know, you want to be referred into a, a company. This just means that someone from that company recommends you to the hiring manager. How you meet this person can happen a lot of different ways. You could answer one of their questions on LinkedIn or Quora. You could go to a professional event and be a speaker or meet them in the in the crowd it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be someone that's in your inner circle although that is the best place to start when we network if you're very clear about your target audience you can become a referral into a company in a lot of different ways so recruiters see recruiting from referrals and networking themselves, so they go out and try to meet people, they see those sources produce good candidates 55% of the time for referrals and 40% of the time for networking. So pretty good. They're not in love with their databases, so applying directly to a company website. However, they do use them and they do like to hire people from there when they're a good fit. So if you're a good fit for a position at a company, do apply online. It actually is going to help. So out of these companies, 67% of them said that they do use their applicant tracking systems. They do use their database to look for a candidate, so that's helpful to know that if we apply online, we do have a pretty good chance of someone actually looking at that. What are the three things that are blind spots of candidates? This was a good question, and the highest ones rated here were poor interviewing skills, poor self-marketing, so don't know how to talk about their contributions, both on paper or in person, and poor communication skills, so verbal or written communication. That's part of why they don't love it when you say that you have great communication skills, because everyone says that and then very few people actually do. 
if you have those things, you're going to be at an advantage. So one of the other areas that they asked about was taking people out of the running. So the three reasons for taking a promising candidate out of the running. The highest ones scored there were attitude. And it would be interesting to know exactly what attitudes they were talking about. Of course, we know we can go either way. We can be too much of a downer and not be excited enough. We can overdo it and be too hot on ourselves. So we want to think about, you know, are we approachable and coachable in that interview process? Poor communication or presentation skills. More and more people are asking you to do a presentation as part of your interviewing process. And then obvious misrepresentation about experience. So saying that you know something and then not being able to speak to it in the interview. That's going to get you removed pretty darn quick. So when you're thinking about how you connect with recruiters, you know, one of those points was about experience, but a lot of it is about your communication skills. Do you respond? Do you type in full sentences and use proper punctuation? Yes, those things do matter um, to employers. Of course, a lot of employers are using texting. So if you're texting, probably fine with, with some less formal language, but it can never hurt to use proper language and proper punctuation. And, you know, lots of these, when you dig deeper into the data from the Rise Smart study, people are willing to hire individuals that are making transitions, but it's your ability to market yourself for that future position that will help them help you in making that transition. And people are looking for experience. So we have to walk that fine line, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, in terms of aging ourselves on paper or in person. There's an opportunity to promote your experience without sounding outdated or into playing into the other fear, fears that employers have about hiring someone who's at the end of their career. Um, a few tidbits here from this recruiter study. They were talking about, you know, what speaks to you, what connects to a recruiter or a hiring manager, personality and attitude, true experience and project samples, willing to submit to any required screening, so kind of playing along, realistic and relevant, have thought about your compensation and what you're looking for, and, you know, really, they want to connect with people who will be a good fit for their company. They are not trying to play games um, for the most part. It may seem like that at some point, but they are doing what they think is best. 
And if you interact with them with that in mind, giving them the benefit of the doubt, hopefully they can give you the benefit of the doubt and things can be professional. Oftentimes, although you wouldn't imagine it, I've seen recruiters and candidates talk about how things go to unprofessional much more quickly than you would imagine. So recruiters, not really a not really a bunch of surprising things there, but that makes you see how easy it is when you're dealing with a recruiter or dealing with a hiring manager, how easy it is to stand out simply by having common courtesy, using good communication skills. And yes, in some ways, there's a double standard that you're expected to do those things and they are are not, right? They don't respond sometimes or they take a long time. But if we bring an attitude of resentment about that to this conversations, it's really only going to hurt us. So last thing that we're going to talk about when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about some of the leadership trends that were talked about in the conference, both for leaders in dealing with resiliency and dealing with the virtual workplace. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about some of the key takeaways from the Career Thought Leaders Conference in Baltimore this last week, where we were talking about hiring and how to get found online and branding. And we were also talking about leadership. And 
one of our speakers, Eleanor Bedford, talks specifically about the brain-based approach to coaching. And if you're involved at all in coaching, you know that brain-based coaching is the new hot thing. And the reason for that, of course, is that we know our brains and bodies are not two separate things. People talk about the mind-body connection kind of silly because, of course, they're all one. And our ability to manage our, our brain's response, our body's response, our fight-or-flight response is critical to good communication skills, to productivity, to good leadership. And Eleanor was talking about why this is. And really talking about having presence and power in our communications. And this goes hand in hand with emotional intelligence, right? If we are not clued into how we're feeling and if we're not really present to understand how the other person is feeling, it's impossible for us to react well, communicate well, and have a good, intelligent interaction with that person. So Eleanor talked a little bit about presence and cultivating presence, talked about that ability to be resilient and its connection to our presence. And this all gets a little woo-woo for some of us. Um, But when we do it and we really understand that it works, that our body, right, if we're hunched over and meek physically, we're going to have a hard time approaching a conversation in a confident way, verbally, and of course, non-verbally, which are both important. So she talked about that, that power pose, which is in a TED Talk by Amy Cuddy, really thinking about how we set our body to be confident. And the amazing thing for me is that you see this works even when you're not feeling confident, that if you can set your body to be more confident, your words will automatically, your tone will automatically be more confident. It's a very powerful thing and important for leaders, perhaps specifically important for leaders who are new or leaders who are under pressure and maybe seen as weaker, and of course, those leaders who are introverted and maybe seen as less forceful or less articulate or less excited. Having this physical presence is powerful in that, in those interactions and in helping those folks be better leaders in a very simple way. Eleanor also talked about perspective and really thinking about what perspective we approach things with and what perspective we bring to problems. Um, She talked about, you know, kind of the above the line, below the line, where does our perspective need to be focused? What are the, the problems or concerns that we need to be focused on? And how can we 
help our teams get that perspective, especially in situations where we're dealing with lots of change. Then Eleanor talked about the practice and how, you know, it's hard for us to think about this, but every day, the ways that we communicate with others, the way that we interact, the way that we lead or follow is us practicing how we think that should be done. And if we're not mindful in how we do things, we're practicing incorrectly. And as, as a leader or an individual on a team, to really think about how we interact with others and to practice our presence, to practice our communication every day that's how we get better and that's how we become more resilient in our careers is really to have had those interactions and to be mindful about how we were present and how we were acting in those situations and practicing small things. You know, she talked about a few minutes that you can take before walking into a meeting to feel your your presence, to feel more confident, and those little changes make a big difference. Last topic that I wanted to talk about briefly was our virtual leadership. So this presentation was presented by Susan Critton, and she was talking about leading in the virtual world. And this has become one of the challenging things for us in our careers, right? If you're not in front of people every day, how do you build that trust? How do you build your brand? How do you have them know what you're doing on a daily basis is of benefit when you're virtual? It's a very challenging new and maybe not so new and I've dealt with a lot of people who worked virtually for large companies, and, and then when they go unemployed, it's a challenge, right? How do you build back up that network if everything has been virtual and you really don't have good connections? You have to try. So Susan talked a lot about trust and trust being credibility, reliability, and, and intimacy. So knowing our subject, credibility, Sharing our credentials, being clear about what we know, being verbal about what we know in a respectable way, being reliable, so can someone count on you, intimate, and this is really just, you know, do you take the time to connect with people in a real way? Simon Sinek was talking about, you know, do you put down your phone when you're in a meeting and really talk to people, have those crucial connecting conversations? It's even more important virtually to get to know people and really have conversations with them versus just walking into the meeting, being on your phone, barely participating in the meeting, and then walking back out. All of those things are important in our virtual leadership and and really being clear about what we do and making sure that when we are on a virtual meeting that again we're there we're present 
we look like we belong there if we're on video or we're professional at work and we don't get sloppy because it is virtual. We, we treat it just like it was an in-person, an in-person meeting. So those are some of the highlights, top tips from the Career Thought Leaders Conference. You're always welcome to follow along as we share more tips and tricks at careerthoughtleaders.com or our, our Twitter handle at careertl. And of course, you can always interact with me at workwithpurpose on Twitter or email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.